Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back and we're talking today, this is part two, we're talking about how to be obsessed with your success in real estate, which you would think from the surface that everyone is obsessed with their success. But as we go through the final points of this two-part series, you'll realize that not very many people truly are. So Julie, what is point number six? All right. Again, part two, point number six, agents and brokers who are obsessed with success in real estate, they actually own their success. Quote, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's their motto, their affirmation, their theme song. Mediocre or struggling agents expect their broker, their team leader, maybe even Zillow, to deliver to them all of the opportunities. And the flip side to that one, of course, is making sure that you are always taking responsibility for any failures that come your way. Um, even if you perceive those failures to be not your fault. The second you start wearing or having a victim mentality in your head, you will lose. Point number seven. Point number seven, the most successful agents who are obsessed with success, they embrace discipline. Now that's different than how some of you look at discipline. They actually know what makes the money in real estate. The most successful agents can tell you who their next clients are and how they generated those leads in the first place. They are not subject to the whims of what we call the real estate gods or to luck or to hopium. Instead, they run a successful, duplicatable, proactive real estate practice. Well, so drill down a little bit on that, Julie. Their business is basically built on the idea that they're going to have to proactively lead generate. Yes. That they're going to have lead generation spokes. Each spoke is going to not be dependent on the other. I was having a conversation with a big agent, Dan Beer, actually, in San Mm -hmm. Diego last night. And he was telling me about uh, what his spokes were. And I pointed out to him that if one spoke, for example, he had a lot of income sources that were all coming from a real estate transaction. I suggested to him that he doesn't have individual spokes. There was a spoke for mortgage title. You guys get the usual you know, breakdown. But here's the challenge. If there was no real estate transaction happening, those other spokes weren't producing income. So the reality of it was is those four or five different sources of income were actually all one because they were all dependent on a real estate deal. So when you're thinking about making, um, you know, and for the sake of creating consistent lead flow, make sure that the sources of leads are not interdependent on each other. The best lead flow, the most consistent uh, agents, the agents that frankly have the most net income are the ones that know how to proactively lead generate, which is frankly very few agents nowadays know how to pro- proactively lead generate. What do I mean? They're not writing checks or giving credit card numbers for their buyer or seller leads. They know every single day that they can wake up in the morning, they know what to say and what to do, and they'll generate their own lead. They're not waiting for the real estate gods to drip some lead into their email or what have you, which is unfortunately what has become normalized. And many of you think that's actually how you create leads is you just buy them. The real way you create leads the real way you create long-term sustainable, a long-term sustainable real estate business that has a lot of profit, a profit margin of at least 50%, ideally 75%, 
uh, which means you earn a dollar, you keep 75 cents, is by being a proactive lead generator. That has always been the primary focus of our coaching business. All of you in Premier Coaching, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We drill down on that every single day. There's at least 20 different sources of proactive lead generation that we really want you to focus on. Um, and again, in this marketplace, guess what? They work incredibly well. And the competition for this proactive lead generation sources is, frankly, not showing up because for the last 15 years, many agents have never, frankly, had to learn how to proactively learn generate lead generate like they do now, and they've been able to buy leads. Now, what's happening to those buy, uh, buyer lead sources? What happened to all those big teams that were buying all those leads from Zillow? What's happened to all of you who've never actually learned how to do the real work of real estate? It's your time to step up. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or just go to premiercoaching.com and you can join our Premier Coaching program 100% for free. So do that urgently. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Point number eight, agents and brokers who are obsessed with their success in real estate deal with market shifts head on. They realize, and this is an interesting way to look at it, okay, so pay attention to the, how this goes. They realize that good times can create bad real estate people or bad salespeople, and tough times actually create superstars. Well, why is that? It's and counterintuitive, you, isn't well, it? It is. Well, so let's just you know use your own new batch of coaching clients as an example. I mean, you could tell some stories you've been telling me about. There's a common thread amongst all of them that a lot <laughs> of them basically don't know why they're successful or what it took for them to be successful. And now that they realize that they actually have to start uh, being a little bit more deliberate, well, a lot more deliberate and focused, mm -hmm. They knew they now have to go back to step one and really learn how to build a business. Yes, that's right. They have had, and I would say, with the exception of maybe my two fresher, newer agents, the rest of them have had enough success that they definitely have a taste for it. They really like it. They like what it's done for them. And then the market started to shift, right? Interest rates went up. Inventory went down. Deals are harder to come by. A lot of the frothiness has disappeared. And you know what? I, there was definitely a sense of pause, P-A-U-S-E, pause, uh, where they were waiting to see, okay, how long is this going to last? Is this going to be like 90 days and the spring market's going to roar back and I'm going to be fine and it's all going to be like that again? And yet it's been longer than that. And now they've come to the realization, you know what? If it's meant to be, it really is up to me. So and I better get my proactive lead generation polished up and figured out if I don't want this to be a weird year. One of the best signs that you can be successful in the future is if you've been successful in the past. Yes. So if you've been successful in the past market, um, you will be successful in the new market. You just have to learn what this new market demands. And a lot of Julie's, you know, a lot of you guys who, well, there's been, I don't know what, 15 of you, 15 basically, mm -hmm. who decided to become um, private coaching clients of yours. Yes. I, had, I know I'm uh, talking with three or four others today. And not all of you guys are a good fit for Julie. And I will have that frank conversation. If you want to um, talk about, frankly, whether you qualify to be coached by Julie, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Do me a favor. When you're texting, please do text a brief description of yourself and your business uh, so we can get the conversation started. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And then what happens after we have the conversation, just so you know, um, assuming you want to move forward, uh, then I schedule you with Julie. And then she she basically will, you know, she's going to decide whether she wants to coach you and you're going to decide whether or not you want to be coached by her. It's a process, but the end result is you're going to have somebody who's market tested. And as you guys may or may not know, um, you know, National Association of Realtors calls us America's number one real estate coaches. So with that in mind, if you'd like to be coached by, you know, Julie Harris, who's our head coach, 
do text me, 512-758-0206. But only do it if you're serious. Only do it if you're actually really uh, ready to drill down. Because I'll tell you what Julie's going to really discover if you get to the point where she's pre-qualifying you. She's going to find out whether or not you're actually – here's the question she's going to ask you. So I'll tell all you guys. She's, you're going to you know, tell her how serious you are and how much you know, want to be successful and all that. She'll ask you some iteration of this. On a scale of 1 to 10 – with 10 being absolutely anything it takes and one being, you know, maybe, you know, where will you rate your motivation to accomplish whatever your goals are you set out for yourself? And if you don't answer at least a nine, she's probably not the coach for you because you're not ready to be coached. Now, here's well, here's what you'll hear. If you say like a seven or an eight, she's going to say, okay, so what will it take to get you to a 10? What will you be willing to get to a 10? What, would, what are you not willing to do to get to a 10? And then you're going to self-discover, truthfully, what your real motivation is and really how focused you are. And unfortunately, what will happen for a lot of you is you're going to discover that you are not as focused as you think you are. You're then going to have to decide whether or not you're really truly willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then it's time for you to have that conversation with Julie. That's right. And some common answers to that question, what is it going to take for you to have that 10 level motivation for people who are maybe seven, eight or nine? Typically it is, I cannot believe that I've been able to list a handful of properties. I've been very good with buyers, but I can't believe that I've been able to do these listings without even a pre-listing package or a, or a listing presentation. And I know when I have to compete for real, I'm probably going to lose, which means I'm not being that proactive trying to get those appointments. Well, I've heard you on the phone with them too. And I've talked to some of them again, uh, prior to you speaking with them. Mm -hmm. And most of them are getting their businesses, uh, their business from centers of influence and past clients. I would agree with that. And I'm seeing, I've had yesterday, I think I had two people that were uh, that I scheduled with you by the way that were losing listings to their you know of their centers of influence and past clients to agents that obviously were taking a more professional approach yes and they've been surprised by that exactly and that's mm. what's going to happen to most agents that's the, you know when um, Julie and I talk about this in the show all the time uh, well the agents that are most usually the most um, adversely affected from a downward uh, market like what we're in now are the centers of influence and past client agents are the agents mm -hmm. that only know how to work their centers of influence and past clients. Why? Because they think they have skill, but what really they were benefiting from was a buoyant market. They were benefiting from a seller's market. They are benefiting from the fact that there was FOMO, fear of missing out, that was everywhere. Sellers wanted to sell so they could cash out and then they could buy the next house. Buyers wanted to buy, you know, because after all, buying a house was the winning lottery ticket. Who cares what the payment is? The interest rate was nothing. The market was creating so much momentum, it fooled a lot of us into believing that we're a hell of a lot better than we actually are. Well, that's okay. It's now time to go back and learn what you should have learned in the first place. But don't wait too long because unfortunately what's going to happen is as you're waiting around for things to go back to the way they were, which that will never happen. That market is gone forever. It is not going to happen. There will not be low interest rates again. We're in this cycle for at least five, maybe 10 years. That is the reality of it. Just accept it. Don't try to you know, overthink it. So if that's the truth, and if you know that's the truth, because guess what? It's the truth. What do you need to be doing now to absolutely positively make the most of this new market? Some of you are just throwing your hands up in the air and you don't want to know what to do. A lot of you are starting to throw like darts at the dartboard. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to more, buy more leads. All of that stuff only works in one kind of market. We've been telling you guys this on this podcast for years that these things yeah. only work in one kind of market. And the also waiting for the market to come back to what it was is not a strategy. The branding and the marketing will not exist in a true uh, transitioning, let alone buyer's market, because it is an indulgence that does not lead to a paycheck. 
you will discover what I'm saying is true. But I'll tell you how I know, because we've been doing this for a really long time. And we have seen these re repetitive patterns. And what happens is when the market is a seller's market and everyone's making money, there's a whole you know array of companies that start selling stuff to agents. And the biggest ones are usually marketing, uh, you know, marketing and branding. Back in the 90s and then in the early 2000s and the real estate crash, these companies, they come and they go. And they're always trying to basically, because agents are saying, during the boom times, they're saying, I'm making all this money. I'm, you know, must be because of me. I think I'm doing great. I need to build my brand. You know, I need to spend more money on, you know, making it so that when people think of me, they think I'm the mayor of the community, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when the money stops flowing as easily, when buyers and sellers start becoming a hell of a lot more selective in who they're going to work with, and all of a sudden those marketing and branding bills come due, then you stop paying them. And then you know what you realize? It wasn't producing anything in the first place. Now, I know that might offend some of you because you've invested for a long period of time in your marketing and branding, and you think you were actually building something. What you were doing was advertising, and I'll prove it to you. You stopped doing it, and whatever you were getting from it will be uh, essentially evaporate within 60 days or less. You did not build a brand. You were just merely running ads. So, I mean, that's an unfortunate yep. truth that a lot of you guys are going to learn the hard way. But for the love of God, please don't take too long to uh, uh, yeah. learn this lesson because you're gonna, you might wait so long, you're no longer in the real estate business. Yeah, don't become a uh, statistic, right? So point number nine, agents who are obsessed with success in real estate market, they make inf <clears throat> excuse me, informed fact-based choices, such as which broker to hang their license with, and they can tell you the specific reasons. They actually have thought that out. They have done their research. They're just not going whichever the way the wind sways them. Well, that's a, that's an awesome. I have a conversation that's happening. What time is it? <laughs> it's happening in a half hour mm -hmm. uh, with Dan Lesniak and Carrie okay. Shaw, mm -hmm. who are part of our EXP group. And we're going to be meeting with a, a very large team from, um, I don't care, Compass. I'll say the name. Okay. And uh, Dan did a really great spreadsheet ahead of time. I didn't tell you about this. Uh, he really did a really great spreadsheet. And this um, team, it's not a big team. I think it's five or six people. The difference that they're going to save with being at EXP versus Compass is at least $120,000 a year. That's amazing. But here's the interesting mm -hmm. thing. Um, if he had approached or I or anyone else had approached that team, say, 18 months or 24 months ago, they would have not even been interested in moving. They wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't even – the 120 would have meant nothing to them. I've had similar conversations uh, with teams and brokers who uh, two years ago or three years ago, they didn't really, they weren't paying attention to how much money or they were spending or overspending because the money was flowing so quickly. If you want to know, it's, it's large margins, guys. That, at the end of the day, when money's flowing really fast, people overspend and they don't hold their uh, expenses accountable to results. That is a classic business mistake that all of us make. Julie and I were making that in our coaching and training business. We went through every one of our expenses and we found, well, we have too many seat licenses for that app and we're doing this, we're doing that. We didn't find a lot, but we found enough that we were embarrassed that we allowed those things to get by us. Mm -hmm. But when you look at some of the things that agents have been spending their money on, brokerages are generally speaking the biggest, like you guys do not really know how much money you're spending at your broker. Just for the sheer, I think, um, you know, being a bit responsible business owner, you should really add it all up. Tim, what are you talking about? I'm on a 95.5. Well, you didn't, you know, what about the six or 8% royalty fee? What about this fee? What about that fee? What about the $300 per transaction fee? Add all of that up. 
because in a market like this, the reason EXP Realty is growing and all the other market and all the other brokerages, as far as I know, are stagnating or losing agents, because agents are wising up to the fact that maybe they're not going to sell as many houses as they have, because there's frankly a lack of inventory. Interest rates are higher. There's less demand. So how can they make the same amount of money? How can they actually not have to start selling assets and diminish their lifestyles? Well, the biggest single thing they can go after is what they're paying their broker. I mean, that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg too. You right. Know? And so with EXP's growth, I know in the last like year, it's been mostly with, guess what? Teams and small brokerages. Obviously, a lot of new agents are joining as well. Guys, it's just math. This is all it is. It's math. Well, but look, circle back to that point. Agents who are obsessed with their success, especially their ongoing success in a changing market, they make what you were just talking about with your Dan and Carrie meeting coming up, informed fact-based choices, like based on numbers, right? So like choosing your brokerage, right? So did that, they, I wonder whether those people that you're going to talk to would say that they got $120,000 worth of value, I mean, look, that right? was that wasn't the biggest one I've seen. The biggest I know. one I've, there was one. There's one that we had. Um, I was not. It was another a person in our EXP group, and he was recruiting um, a broker. Uh, actually, it was a team from Century Twenty One, mm -hmm. and this person was losing over four hundred thousand dollars to Century Twenty One every year. And, and EXP with his team, the total amount that he was going to end up paying was fifty three grand. Yeah. So it was oh, it was like four hundred and twenty three thousand versus fifty three grand. That, Informed those are, decision. Those are real numbers. Yeah. Well, but that's you know think about that. So let's say he sells the same amount that he did the previous year this year. Well, he just increased his, you know, net to him by three hundred and seventy-five thousand. Yes. Well, let's say maybe his market's not going to be able to, you know, maybe there's just not that much volume to do, and maybe he ends up selling fewer homes. But he doesn't have to sell his assets. He doesn't have to diminish his lifestyle mm -hmm. because, you know, frankly, he's going to save such an enormous amount of money he would have been losing to that particular brokerage. Guys, it's this market that you that that you need to take a hard look at where you've been spending your money. It, you need to be – if the thing you're spending your money on from a marketing and branding or you know lead generation perspective is not generating a transaction that puts money in your pocket and, frankly, 90 days or less, stop doing it. Yeah, because like, you're just speculating. Right. Well, like, for example, Julie, people are – I had a conversation today with a gal who wanted to be in your coaching schedule. Mm -hmm. And I went, went back and forth and I didn't really think she was a fit for you and I, I suggested one of her right. other coaches. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, the reality of it is, is that in her, in, she has, she was spending money on a bunch of different things she was spending on. A, and I asked her, well, you're rattling off some things that you're spending money on. How do you know those things are working or not? She didn't have an answer. Yeah. How, so guys do take the time, go through your credit card statement, go through and look to see whatever you're paying. That's usually recurring that you haven't, you don't even remember what the hell it does. <laughs> Stop paying for it. See if your life changes and it won't. You just essentially this is a business cycle, but this is a really great opportunity for real estate businesses, agents, you know, brokers, teams, everybody to really go through and do a, a reassessment of really where they've been spending their money and then start being pissed off that your net margins are not higher. And that's where like our this industry during the last boom cycle has gone to the point where teams and brokers have been willing to accept an average brokerage, guys, ready for this, makes less than 2% net profit. The average teams were, when Julie and I were in real estate, we had a team. Our team was generally making about 40 to 50% profit. This was before the advent of buying leads and all the rest of it. Now what happened during the last few years, most of the teams that I talked with, most of which wanted to be um, you know, put financially straight by us and or join EXP with us, most of their net profits were less than 10%. 
And recently, of the teams I've talked to, most of them are making net profits, if they're making profit at all, which so far this year, most of them are barely breaking even, their net profit's around 4%. That is not acceptable. You should not be operating like that. That's one quarter away from demise. Well, 100%. And that's unfortunately, again, we've seen this cycle before. And so you guys need to really take a hard look. I know we're the only ones in the real estate industry that are having direct conversations with you like this. I know we're the only ones that are, uh, and I have a whole, you know, gambit of reasons why I think that's true, why nobody else is willing to have these conversations with you. But here's the bottom line. You've got to be putting your own mask on first in this marketplace. You've got to expect that the market's going to get more challenging before not, because it's going to. And you've got to start really thinking about the fact that your product in your real estate business is profit. And if you're not making large profit margins, you don't really have a a for-profit business. You're running a non-profit business. I mean, that's kind of a word salad, but here's the bottom line. You have got to take responsibility to Julie's first point today for your outcome. You've got to take ultimate responsibility. Stop blaming the market. Stop blaming interest rates. Stop blaming competition. Stop blaming this, that, the other thing and get ahead of this because you can make more money now if you pivot quickly because, frankly, your competition is asleep at the wheel waiting for the clouds to clear. Very true. Point number 10. The most successful real estate agents don't recreate or reinvent best practices. Instead, they learn from the best and find success faster as a result. You know, Napoleon Hill said that whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So ask yourself, what are you conceiving and believing? And who is helping you to achieve that? Don't go through the real estate shift alone. Are you thinking big enough? Do you have what Napoleon Hill called definiteness of purpose? That's knowing what direction you're going, having goals, knowing how to get there. Are you actually obsessed with your real estate success or are you subject to however it's going to go? And I'll tell you, Tim, I can tell the difference between somebody who is obsessed with their success versus not. The ones who are obsessed can tell you, I want to do A, B, and C, and they, they may not know exactly how to get there. And that's what coaching is about. But they at least can say, they don't say things like, well, I just know I need to do better or I should probably save more money, or I want to do more. Those are all very nebulous, and there's no accountability to that. Well, the ultimate accountability is in numbers, frankly. Yes. Because you can't hide from the numbers. No. And if you're not making a large net profit, so uh, this is an interesting concept, but I want you all to wrap your mind around it because it's liberating if you accept this. Your real estate business is not worth a damn thing. By the way, our coaching business probably isn't either. All most small, 99.9% of all small businesses, all they really are, if run correctly, are ATM machines for the owners and maybe a few key employees. It's with the profit from that business, then you reinvest and that's how you get rich. Which means there has to be profit. Correct. And yet what this, everyone's been led to believe for a whole host of reasons that you're supposed to sacrifice profit. You're supposed to reinvest in your business so you can you know, create. And then one day down the road, you'll start making profit or somebody's going to come around and want to buy your business. Stop thinking like that. It, look, it doesn't even have to be in real estate. That's so very rarely happens in any business. Most businesses never get sold. Most businesses never have some big liquidity event. The smartest businesses have always been the small, frankly, the small, medium-sized businesses that have large profit margins. That's how you, frankly, get rich over time. Rich is where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. That is a huge paradigm shift for many of you who've been told just to blindly keep investing in your real estate business, work on your brand, add staff members. Those days are over. We're in a new market. Good. Rejoice, because here's the great news. The greatest fortunes of man have always been made during the greatest times of change. 
And we are, like it or not, I'm still not decided whether I like it or not, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we are, like it or not, in one of those greatest times of change. Now, here's another thing. Today is my birthday. Greatest time of change for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I want to thank all of you for three reasons. Number one, for all the very nice, happy uh, birthdays that I'm receiving everywhere. Uh, Julie and I are putting up some fun pictures on Instagram if you want to <laughs> check those out at Tim and Julie Harris. Uh, so that's number one. Thank you very much. I sincerely appreciate it. And by the way, Julie's birthday is in three days, so keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Number two, I want to sincerely thank all of you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Tens of thousands of you, actually hundreds of thousands of you, download and listen to this podcast every single month. In the last reporting period, it was almost 700,000. That's extraordinary, considering in the United States, there's 1.6 million you know, members of National Association of Realtors. Speaking of which, I also want to thank them because they actually are, you know, they're calling us now America's number one real estate coaches. So that's pretty cool too, right? So it turns out that if you do something, Julie, <laughs> for a long period of time, if you do yes. what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it, uh -huh. uh, you know, at the highest level, and I need to edit that for a really damn long time. Yes. <laughs> over and over and over. Over and over again, you know. So never uh, be careful of overestimating, you know, what was it, uh, Charlie Munger, right? People overestimate what they can accomplish in 12 months. They underestimate what they can accomplish in 20 years. And that is absolutely true. You don't have, if 20 years seems like too long of a horizon, adjust, you know. But the reality of it is, in this market, it gives all of us an awesome opportunity to hit hard reset right the wrongs that maybe we didn't realize are you know, mistakes we had been making. Maybe they were not mistakes at the time when you made the decisions two or three years ago, but you're now realizing that they are. And step forward into this new market and be grateful that you have a real estate license. Be grateful yes. that you're in the real estate industry. Love it, hate it sometimes, you know, whatever. You are, you are smart enough at one point, and uh, some of you, as, it was two days ago, I realized, <laughs> to get a real estate license. You have actually entered in to real estate at will, what will be one of the greatest times to um, be a new licensee. And in addition to that, if you're a seasoned veteran, like a lot of the people that are showing up in Julie's coaching schedule, you also have an incredible opportunity. Why? Because, there, again, the disruption is here. And the disruption is happening from the economy. Disruption is happening from the housing market. Again, I say this, please uh, focus on what I'm telling you. The greatest fortunes of men have always been made during the greatest times of change. And we're in those greatest times now. You just have to be someone who's willing to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. And make yourself just a little bit uncomfortable every single day. And you will, in the next two to three years, you will not believe what you have accomplished. And it's because why? It's because you are willing to step outside of the norm you're willing to finally learn. Maybe you didn't even know that you didn't learn what you had to learn, but now you've gone back and you know, you've gone back to the Coach Julie school and you've actually <laughs> you know, honed in on your skills. And now you've got a skill set and a mindset of somebody that never that you never would have had had it not been for this time that we're going through now. So I salute all of you who are stepping up in your lives, personally, financially, and all the other important ways in your lives. And I totally and completely respect and appreciate what you're doing because whether you know it or not, you're actually providing leadership for all the other people in your life. When you decide that you're going to be a leader, you're going to decide you're going to be a listing agent. You're going to decide that you're going to lose 20 pounds. You decide what you're going to do. 
Whether you know it or not, you are having a positive influence on everybody around you. And there are people that are paying attention to you that you don't even know that are paying attention to you. And you are giving them permission to improve their lives. You're doing God's work. That's the simplest way of saying it. Because you decided not to be complacent. You decided not to wait for the clouds to clear. So on my birthday, ultimately, I salute all of you who are stepping up and making this your market despite what everyone else is saying. Amen to that. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.